This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Welcome back to another episode of Good Things Guy. This is a bit of a weird... I'm going to be interviewing him, but he interviewed me, and he's been on my podcasts before, and I've written about him, and we might there might be a bit of um, back rubbing and ego boosting because we've just travelled a very cool road together, a really cool journey. Mark Sham, Suits and Sneakers, a man with a mission in 2020 to take on politics and say the things that everybody is thinking, has sort of partnered with Good Things Guy, and we're using his studios. We're in the Suits and Sneakers studio, so for everybody listening on podcast this is in a studio that you can catch on video as well should you want to the first guest on this new little series that we have is mr mark sham <laughs> thank you Brady. it's so nice to be this side i won't <laughs> so the, the last time i was in the studio and you were interviewing me i also laughed when you introduced me it was like it's a bit weird to sit and chat to yes. your mate right yeah, especially when he introduces you like that. And it's, and it's already weird hearing anybody introduce you, but someone who you have so much history with. <laughs> history. So to explain the history, the NEC nomination thing happened around six years ago, I would think the timeline is. And about six months later, or a couple of months later, I joined Clip Central. And then about six months later, you mm. came up with this idea. And the idea was a seed for change. Uh, you called it Suits and Sneakers. Today, I've messed that look up completely because I'm not wearing sneakers or a suit. (laughs) But uh, you call the suits and sneakers, and the whole idea, you can explain in depth, was all about educating South Africa for free, helping South Africa gain knowledge, uh, giving South Africans the ability to learn about South Africa. And that's evolved quite a bit over the last six years. Um, And we'll talk about where it is now and this voice that you found. Um, But at the time, you sort of launched the platform and then you did almost like a big, uh, not almost like it was an event, a big event, a thousand people, and you stuck me on a stage, not knowing if I could perform or even say Uh, anything. Well, that's not true. I knew, I knew. What is Suits and Sneakers? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, I think the best way to explain it, and you're right, it has evolved so many times, and I think it's a good thing. How it originally comes to is that I have no formal education. I don't even have a matric, okay? And the weird thing was that I did very well at school, but I was very disenfranchised with the schooling system. And I think when you interview lots of different guests, you will see a lot of the creative people will say the same thing, where they just didn't enjoy school, but it didn't mean they weren't eager to learn. It's just the system didn't resonate with them. So put like bank that, then I get kicked out of school, then I'm born in the age of the internet, where I am incredibly curious about the world, but I'm born at a time where I can learn anything, anywhere, anytime at virtually no cost thanks to the internet, Google, YouTube. Now, what an awesome thing to have that basically no previous society or generation has ever had. We are the front lines of that. And as I got into my mid-20s and I got kind of forced into entrepreneurship because of getting kicked out of school, I got into all these different businesses and the way I would learn about them or the industries is I would pile into YouTube and Google and it became a very valid way of learning about the world. And so at some point, uh, I ran a marketing agency. I did very well for myself, but I realized I wasn't a marketer. And I had this epiphany where I wanted to help people. I'm lo- I actually want to laugh because you just said, I owned a marketing agency, yeah. 
but I wasn't a marketer. Yeah, because How I... How incredible is yeah, that in well, South Africa to be able to do that? And even that, I got into marketing with no formal education, but started this business and then it grew. But the way I did it was all self-taught via the internet. And if you have a mentality of being very curious and then also being willing to experiment without being scared of getting something wrong, you will do very well in life. So long story short, I get to a point where I realize, actually, in the early days, I just wanted to make money, but I've done that with marketing, but this is not what's driving me. And I think there's something in here to help other people go on a similar journey where they can use this thing called informal learning, using the internet to hack the system of value creation, the way you earn a living and change the world. And so I wanted to help become the brand ambassador for that. And so when I originally approached you for suits and sneakers, I didn't even know what it really looked like. Yeah. I just knew that instead of telling people about this idea, we should create an event, like a TED Talk-like event, and have different speakers talk about different topics. And as you rightly point out, you had been through this incredible transformation. That, I actually get goosebumps. No, but uh, Marky, when you did that suits and sneakers, if I look back, and, and what do they say, hindsight is forty forty. If I look back, those first six months, it was so much in its infancy that I had no real understanding what was happening or what was going to happen. So as much as you had, had foresight to see it, it was still so new. But you did. And well, you I like, just watched how, how this video of yours went viral. But I think lots of people have one-hit wonders. You know, this is where you were talking about pandering to each other. You've had a career out of constantly reinventing the viral nature of your life. So it's not accidental. Mm. And I, I could just, as a marketer, I could see what you had done there. I also saw the way you presented. I'm a speaker myself. So I could just see that you had that thing. And that's why I went to you. And we basically kicked off together. And look at us now. You know, it's a, been a journey. It was, the, was one of the, not the worst, because it wasn't the worst time of my life ever. But it was the scariest, one of the scariest things that I'd ever done at that point in my life was to put myself out there, to step on the stage with a thousand people yeah. staring back at you. And it's very real because my mom, had, when afterwards she speaks about it, even now, and there was nothing to hide behind. That stage was so wow. vast. I'll never forget that, man. Because you and I both spoke on the same night. I walked out and actually, I'm a speaker. I'd had a bit more experience than you at the time, but I literally walked out and I remember having to catch my breath. Like, it's a hard thing to explain when you're standing up there because you have a very unique vantage point. And as you point out, this is the mosaic teatro. They used to have idols there. It's this huge stage. And actually, it's a 3,000-seater. We just blocked off the sides. Yeah. So you walk out and you just see people. It's a sea of people and the lights are on you. And you, your mouth goes dry really quickly. Best way to explain yeah. it. <laughs> that was scary. But you, did, but you know, I've you know, watched that video of yours back many times and you nailed it. I think because, and you and I share this uh, synchronicity in this, you and I don't try to put on this thing. You just walk out and go, okay, cool. I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak. Me. And one of the things that I can compliment you on and something that I'm very um, purpose-driven on my own is I want to be the type of speaker that if you met me at a bra or saw me on a webinar, it sounds the same. Yeah. Because that's the easiest thing to imitate. So I think you've nailed that. Thank you. That's yeah. our little ego face. Little <laughs> ego face. All right. So, so now that was the beginning of Suits and Sneakers. That was where it started. That was the idea. Um, this online university. What happened then? Where did we go? Yeah. The short version of it is that we carried on running events for two or three years. And really the thinking was just throw darts at the dartboard, analyze what happened, iterate the process, almost like wash, rinse and repeat. So we did that for two or three years. Incredibly successful as well because the events were always fu fully booked and packed and there was always, if the KPI was for people to learn, 
you succeeded. You brought speakers in that had interesting stories, that had lessons that they could share, that had learnings for, from their own experiences. And how do we learn? We learn through other people. Yeah. And, and you gave um, a whole group of different South Africans this opportunity to learn from real life experiences. Yeah, I actually feel, if, I, if I'm honest, like I feel really proud when I hear someone say it back because eventually what happened is through these events, the thinking was if you just keep going to events like this, week in, week out, and the topic will change all the time. But you're actually going back to like a, an adult version of school that's informal because you're constantly just going to these events, opening yourself up to new input systems, new perspectives, and that's ultimately learning to your point. So we just try to create that environment for people to keep coming back while we were trying to work out what is the long-term nature of this business. It turned out to be a bunch of different things, really. It turned out that we, do, we have slowly but surely built an online university that's free, but that you can monetize it via a membership program. The freemium model, free is here, but if you want more, just simply subscribe. So that's worked quite well. We've created a learning management system for adults within corporates. That's done phenomenally well. And then we've had to adapt in the midst of the COVID world. We were always kind of creating events for other companies, suits and sneakers events, but for other companies. And now that's just shifted into the digital sphere as we've opened the studio. I think moving forward, I've tried to create a, and then my speaking career really took off as a result of running suits and sneakers. But, you know, for me, I've learned my own valuable lesson over the last five years that my goal is actually not to make as much money as possible. It's to be as happy as possible and to have as much fun as possible. If you think about it as a once in a lifetime shot, then I'm really enjoying my life on a very purpose. It's purposefully done that way. So, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about the happiness thing because that's become a very intrinsic part of what you're doing. You're running happiness workshops. Yeah. And like, let me tell you why, because this, this is the part that really, if you want to talk about a topic that gets me revved up more than anything. I read a book last year called The Algebra of Happiness by a guy called Scott Galloway. I love it. In December 2019, I'm having a bit of a rough year. It's a long story, but I'm on a plane and I'm watching a video connected to that book, The Algebra of Happiness. And he says something that startles me, that for the last 50 years, America has been recording average life expectancy. It's gone from 60 to 80 on average. Incredible. But for the last three years, it's gone back down. Never happened before in recorded history. The leading cause of death in the US, the most developed nation on earth apparently, used to be car accidents, one million plus deaths per annum. Recently in the last three years, been overtaken by two other factors, drug and opioid abuse, suicide. And this hit me like a ton of bricks where I realized, my God, in a world where we have more abundance than ever before, we have less poverty, we have more choice, we have all of these amazing things and yet, because the world is so rich in its complexity, basically what's happened is the systems that we used to use to prepare us for this complexity are broken. So we go to school and we learn about maths and English and science and literacy and all of these things are important, but no one teaches us how to be happy. No one teaches us how to have a relationship with ourselves, that little voice in your head that runs all the time. No one teaches you how to have a relationship with other people, how we're different and how different's not bad. Uh, no one teaches you how to have a relationship with pain. So you have adults constantly running around trying to avoid pain. Mm. When pain is a precursor for growth, you have this constant issue with people comparing themselves to other people. Social media is like a nuclear weapon in the form of comparison. But I have to stress, I don't think social media is the issue. It's just we haven't been taught to deal with these complexities. And I can go on and on and on. So it just dawned on me in 2019. I was like, oh my God, duck. And then think about this, Brenty. 
In your lifetime, you've probably gone on a million different workshops and courses and training. You've gone for social media training, or you can go on a photography course, a cooking course. But when have you ever gone on happiness training? Never. Look, it's a, it blows my brain because isn't that the point? Like the aim is to be happy. So we, we'll do everything but the thing that we really want. And it wasn't about seeing a gap. I was just like, I can't believe this is not, not being spoken about. It's not, like, it's not there. It's so, not real. So I did a talk which you were at because I invited you to come join me afterwards. And I instantly realized we were onto something. And so 2020 has been the year of spreading happiness. And I've really, the greatest gift that it's given me is to teach me how to be happy. Because if you want to master something, teach it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. One of my mantras for many years now has been, um, if I'm not happy, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know that I'm cognizant of it, but... If I'm not happy, I change whatever's going on. And that can be an hourly thing or a daily thing. If I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling great about something, I try to figure out what that is, that glitch, that's something that's not lacquer, and I try to change it. And it's been my course, it's just to be happy. I need to ask, so 2020 is all about happiness, but 2020 is also all about voices and opinions. <laughs> and not being scared to oh say boy. the F word a lot. <laughs> You created this video, you were angry, you were passionate, you were feeling things, and you said everything that South Africans were thinking, and nobody really wanted to say it. It was during lockdown, and don't judge me, but I actually listened, I didn't watch it, and I'll tell you why I listened to it. I went into a tan cab, because I was feeling quite white, <laughs> and I put, I put my headphones in, and I, it was headphones attached to my phone, so I wrapped my phone up and I put it on top of my head. <laughs> and I put the little UV glasses on because I need to protect my eyes. And I stood in a tan can wow. and I listened to it. The rant, I think it was about 23 minutes, you can correct me. But I listened to those first 10 minutes in the tan can and then I continued listening to it while I put my shoes on and I got dressed and I got into my car and I plugged it into my car and I continued listening to it. You were so interesting, passionate, and inspired by your own rant. And I think many of the things that you said South Africans resonated with, Vusi Tembakwayo says it often, South Africans are always looking for a messiah. We don't want to do things ourselves. Mm. We don't want to fix, we, we do. Ultimately, we want South Africa fixed. Yes. But we don't want to pull up our socks and get involved and get stuck in. Yes. We're looking for a Mark Sham to say yeah. something and say it loud, and you did. And that resonated with a lot of people. Where did that voice come, come from? Oh boy, um, there's so many things I can say to you, but I'll, I'll try to keep it concise. Like you, Brenty, I'm, I'm a passionate South African. And I want to actually kind of leverage on the last point you said, where you said when something's not right, you try to fix it, you're not happy. But I think there's two places to it. Not being happy all the time is okay. You know, it's okay to sit in the fire with something and be unhappy for a little while, but don't do it two days in a row. I love that, that thinking. So here I am in lockdown, like all of us, my business has been smashed to pieces, and my life has been smashed to pieces. And I get that the government didn't create COVID. But the way they have been handling things, not just during but before, frustrated me. And I think that we're not allowed to say these things openly. And I don't know why. And I've just never subscribed to that. Yeah. Now, I've got a base in London. I'm very open about that. But I've never left South Africa truly. I'm also very open about that. And when you move abroad you get to see life for what it's really like. And you start to realize that a lot of what happens in South Africa is not normal. And when you realize you've got a government that's peddling it, it makes me angry. And what particularly happened was two things. My old domestic worker who used to work for me when I lived here full time messaged me and basically asked me for money. Now she never does that. But I, I knew instantly she called me and she was in a panic. And I realized that here's a lady who prides herself on just getting what she deserved, she earned. 
and now she's at her last win. And then driving up and down the road, seeing all these people begging for money at the, it gets too much. And when you look at the problems, I get paid well to analyze situations. And the way I analyze this is that we are in an abusive relationship with the ANC. And I stand by this. But I also realized that from that rant, so that rant actually came into the studio one morning and instead of doing it on this setup here, I just still said to my partner, Nico, who's in the background, I was like, I'm just going to do it on my laptop so you didn't miss much. Uh, <laughs> basically, the screen looked up at my nostrils for 20 minutes. But it just set me off. And I, to be honest with you, it's just something, I don't know if you get like this, but as a speaker, I would speak for free even if I couldn't earn money from it because... It's more about me getting things out of my head and out yeah. to the world. It becomes more clear when I get it out. Well, I write. So that's what I do. Yes. And you do the same. When you, well, sometimes you rant for the video. Yeah. But a lot of the time, if I'm feeling feelings, yes. the way that I get them off my chest is I put them into words. It's hard for some people to understand that because some people aren't built like that. But in this case, I put the video out. And I, literally, I had 20 minutes and I, I didn't mean for it to be that long. But I just had all these things kind of come out of me. And it was just so clear for me what the problems were. That it was, I didn't actually, I've even watched that video back a few times. I have a nature of sometimes rambling, but I watched that video, I was concise. It was concise. And it's because there was so much and I needed to get it out. Long story short, I leave the studio to go to a meeting, one of the first meetings I ever went to, that's how I remember, in person. I got back, the thing went 5,000 views. I was like, okay, it's resonating. Then I remember getting home and it had 50,000 views. And at that point I knew this was going to go, but I still didn't, picture it going, I think, because I, I posted it in two separate places, my yeah. public page, my personal page. Between the collective, it got to almost a million views and everything blew up from there. But just to be clear, I'm not a politician. I never will be. I don't want to get into that game. It made me realize how apathetic South Africans really are. And to a, to a degree, we do get the government we deserve because we are few and far between people like you and I. And I don't mind saying it. You are an active citizen. You get up. And that's how Good Things Guy came about. I created suits and sneakers on that basis. I don't expect everybody to leave their corporate jobs, you know, sacrifice their families and start a business. But there's little things that people can do and they don't. So the, I, I mentioned this at, at the suits and sneakers that I spoke at last time, the happiness one, is we all speak about, and this is a simple example, simple example, we all speak about cleaning up South Africa, picking up the litter, not being a litter bug, cleaning it up. And it sounds so trivial when you say litter bug, like don't, don't be a litter bug. But when you go to the movies, and you watch your lacquer movie, and you drink your drink, and you eat your popcorn, and you eat your sweets, or whatever. The moment you get up and you leave that stuff behind, you're the problem. Yeah. And I, a lot of people, that, that needs to click over. It takes a second to think about that. Yeah. And then you go, okay, well then what do I do to become an active citizen? You're telling me to be an active citizen. Me, for me, how did I become an active citizen? I went to my police station to meet the commander. I said, I want to meet the guy that's wow. in charge here. I want to know who's looking after my community. I want their cell phone number. So if I see something dodgy, I know I can get hold of you. They handed it over gladly. They gave it to us. How do you become an active citizen? You get to know your neighbors. Yeah. Get to know the people around see, you. But that's not an action for me. That's a mentality. That's what you did. And I think that's what's sorely missing in South Africa. So I do very much have a gripe with our government. But I also have a gripe with our people. And that leads to me sounding like I'm a grumpy person all the time. But I think in coming back you to the point You can't be a grumpy person if you're giving happiness workshops. Well, this is my thing. Is that <laughs> the greatest lesson I learned within the happiness talks is this idea of cognitive dissonance. You can hold two opposing thoughts in your mind at the same time. And neither is right or wrong. So I can be very angry with where South Africa is at, but be a very happy person. I've learned also, to your point, in how good things guy came about... That if you focus on the bad news all the time, you're in real trouble. That's why you create a good things, guy. Exactly. And so similarly for me, I realized after the rant 
that this is not a space for me. And I actually saw my, find myself retreat big time. And I'm much better when I'm trying to help people than telling you what's wrong. But of course, every once in a while I see something, I don't like it. I'm, I just have to get it out. And it's done well for me, but I didn't start out. I didn't mean for that to be. Okay, so you just, you've just said you've pulled away from that. You still believe it. Still believe it. Yeah, yeah. But you've now moved into a different space where you're being more constructive yeah. and more purposeful. Oh, well, I'm just going back to where I was. I don't like ranting, but I do think I rant every now and then, especially when it's concise. And I didn't call the ANC names or the government names. I simply said, I don't like the actions that you're taking, and I pointed them out. And so today, if, you know, Uncle Cyril, I'm ready to debate. I'll take anybody on for those things because they're on the back foot, and yeah. we as citizens are on the front foot. They can't, the numbers don't lie. But I don't want to get caught in that toxic soup of negativity because to the point, every time I do post a rant, it goes viral because people are just looking for a reason to moan also. Mm. So I just, I'm trying to change people's mentalities more than anything to move away from that toxic side to active citizenship towards solutions base. But I don't know. It's an interesting, I don't know. I, I, I sit and think about it um, all the time. I, I don't know what the answer is, which is why I've just retreated more toward what does happiness look like toward me? And helping people is, is much more uh, satisfying for me. So one of the things that I learned in lockdown um, was very interesting and it was very early on. I'm running over, but this is a good conversation. One of the things I learned during lockdown um, was that the world collectively is going to, through something called anticipatory grief, right? Um, we're all grieving in some way. And grief, uh, when it was first established by that very clever man who did it, he said there were five levels of grief. Mm. And that's anger. Yes. Um, I don't remember all, I don't remember the names, not but I remember the process. It, yes. There's like denial, a process, anger, denial, so. blah, blah, blah. And the last one that he had was acceptance. Yes. But he updated them, actually. I didn't know that. And there's a sixth one. After acceptance, to really move on, you need to find purpose. Yes. Makes so much sense. And when we've all dealt with this anticipatory grief this year, but we've also maybe had it with our governments and our country. Because if you do dig deep down, a lot of the things are wrong. And if you focus on that, it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. So we're grieving this thing. Yeah. But when we find purpose, we're then able to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. And I yeah, think you right. are, fi after all the ranting and everything, you're finding a bigger purpose. It was already there. It's just a little bit more focused. I'm excited about the happiness workshops. Not because you're doing it, and that's not an ego boost or a pat on the back, because South Africa needs it. Yep. So I think that's, that's more about the viewer. It's about the people that need it. Yeah. So I'm really excited about where you're going. What's left? So we've got this partnership. We're doing in-studio stuff, which mm. is really cool. What else is going on that we can look forward to? Look, I think so much. I, I would say the happiness stuff is my ultimate. We've got a team here, uh, Nicola behind the scenes, Nico. We, we're doing some really cool stuff across the board. The studio is a cool thing, but the technology that we have here in the studio is just a means to an end to create world-class content. And I think the thing I'm most excited about is that for the first time in modern history, these tools and technologies allow people like you and I self-admittedly average people to now have democratized access to be able to create real change. That excites me. Yeah. So the reality is I don't think we can tell what's going to come. The relationship between you and I, as far as brands go, is that I've always admired what you've done. I think we've had a mutual respect there. But I've also wanted to go, how do I amplify what you're doing? Because then it's, it very much fits within my purpose. That's how I think this partnership came about. That's why, you know, you and I joked beforehand, it says good things go and we, we forgot to put the other logos on. <laughs> I don't really care, to be honest with you. People will work out 
yeah. the partnership between you and I. But they'll also work out why we're doing it and why I think matters more than what by country mile. So what to expect? Like I think the more we can use a studio like this, I'm setting up a second studio in London. Now with COVID, the world's allowing us to be truly nomadic. And I want to just keep setting up studios around the world to create these types of platforms to create change. And I don't know what that looks like, but I know that already, look at us, here we are on an experimental basis. It's exciting and um, it's the seeds. It's yes. the seeds and it's action. I've always said that. The difference between someone who dreams yeah. and someone who gets things done is that action. It's putting your foot That's why we always sound like we're in each other's pockets, but actually we just resonate on that deep level. 100%. So, I love you, Brenty. I, I think love you're doing you. amazing things. I love you. If people want to follow Mark Shab, what do they do? Yeah, sure. Quite simply, I'm on all the social channels. So, please don't add me as a person on Facebook because my personal profile is for friends and family and it's at its limit. I've got a public page, facebook.com forward slash Mark's microphone. That's probably where I'm the most active. I'm on Instagram. I'm called Shamwich. It's an old South joke. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. You name it, Mark Sham. It's easy to find. And then, of course, suits and sneakers. But um, people will know more about us the more we create content like this. I'm excited. So this is the first episode of a new series that we're creating here at the Suits and Sneakers studio. It's a bit of a, a tongue twister. Um, and I think it's going to do great things. We're going to be interviewing a lot of good people, bringing you really good stories and bring it to you, which is quite exciting. And I also want to put it out there. If you have got a story to tell, if you think that you want to get involved or you want to nominate someone to have their story told, then get in touch with Good Things Guy and we'll look into it. As always, wishing you only good things. And just be kind. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. And you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.